support comes from Pier 1 Theatre, celebrating 50 years of creating community theatre, supporting community voices, and sharing the performing arts. Schedules and information on Pier 1 Productions at 907-226-2287 and pier1theatre.org. This is KBBI Homer AM 890 and K201AO Seward 88.1 FM. The time is 9.02 AM. Welcome to the coffee table. I'm Kathleen Gustafson and the topic this week is the Homer City Budget Breakdown. And we have a couple of players for the breakdown. Uh, in the studio, Homer Mayor Ken Kastner. Good morning. Good morning. Also, City Manager Rob Dumichel. Good morning. Good morning. And how about on Zoom, Homer City Council member Rachel Lord, do you read me? Hi, Kathleen. Can you hear me? We hear you loud and clear. Nice. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you. And so I'm going to start with the city manager because I would like you, Rob DeMichel, if you would, to lay out how, how many parts is the budget in? What does it look like? But oh, I'm sorry, before I go to you, I want to make sure everybody knows you can easily and clearly play along at home by going to the City of Homer website. Under Departments, go to Finance, and then there's a big friendly button that says Budgets on the Finance page, and the budget is there, all 77 pages of it. Also, there are clear, informative explainers about all kinds of different things, but I'm so lucky to have the city manager in the studio. Can you give us an overview of what the budget looks like? Uh, sure. So the, the, the budget's a, a really large inner kind of disciplinary view of, of the city through dollars. And so the, the, the big pieces, we have the, the operating budget, uh, which is all our day-to-day, -day, how the city runs. And then we also have a capital budget. Uh, inside our operating budget, we have our... Uh, our general fund stuff, so you know, police, fire, public safety, the finance department, my office, uh, et cetera. Uh, then we have a, a special utility fund for water sewer. Uh, and then there's an enterprise fund for the port and harbor. And so those are all uh, separate pieces that make up that, that bigger budget. Uh, and then on the capital side, that's all the, the projects. So like the, uh, the Main Street sidewalk extension that we did last year, that was a capital budget item. Uh, and then there's smaller things like fleet vehicles we buy through the, the, the capital budget. Uh, but, you know, I think you were kind of talking a bit about scale of things, too. Sure, um, I, would, I would very much like to give people some idea of the scale in terms of revenues and expenditures. I mean, you could go at it on the budget with a calculator yourself by mm -hmm. department. 
but can you give us an idea? Uh, yeah. So the uh, for fiscal year 2024, uh, the uh, the budget right now, or at least the, the substitute going to council based on some uh, changes that were made at the last meeting, is uh, about 26.3 million dollars. And again, that's that's doing the uh, regular city stuff, water sewer, and the Port and Harbor Enterprise. Uh, and then as far as uh, capital, that's about $6 million across the two-year biennium. Thanks so much for that. Now, have you been present to work on both single-year and two-year budgets, or are you, are you only, have you only been around for the uh, double budget? Uh, here in Homer, I've only been around for the, the two-year budgets. Uh, we, we did have like a unique situation in which we changed our fiscal years, which led to like the truncation. I saw the truncated budget. Of, of what? Yeah, so I, I, was, I was here for the, uh, the six-month fiscal year, which is kind of an oddity. Also on the city's webpage, if you want to compare the proposed budget for the next two years with ones from two years and three years past, I think, you can do that too. It's all there mm. for you. So I want to bring Mayor Kastner into this conversation because uh, you get, uh, you like the numbers, and it's really fun to, uh, to talk budget with you. Can you talk about the process that starts, because it's beginning of May, does the proposed budget get submitted by the departments? Uh, even but earlier. Well, yeah. can, you, can you take us through it? Sure, Mayor but let, let me just say one thing about um, comparisons. Really, the last year that we would have to compare to is 2019, because 2020 was the, uh, the COVID year, and we had a big influx of, of uh, CARES Act money came in. 2021 was the truncated budget. Uh, 2022 was the uh, first year of the current biennial, biennial budget, but we don't have the um, uh, audit in on, on that yet. So the last audited year to really kind of go back and com compare it to is 2019, which is difficult, makes things difficult. Um, uh, sure, um, Rob described a, a, you know, a, a, a budget that includes a lot of other income for activities like the port and harbor and the water and sewer and, and everything. But really, um, our unrestricted money comes from property tax, which is about $4 million, and sales tax, which will be maybe close to $13 million this year. So that's the money that the city has to work with um, in, in an unrestricted manner. The other, the other money is more restricted because it has to go to, to support water and sewer activities and port activities. Um, as far as getting into the, into the weeds, um, this is not an unknown process, and, and one of the benefits of going to a two-year budget is that it, it, it just tends to even things out. We're, we can look back seven quarters and ahead and project seven quarters and say, say well, this is, this is where things are going. I always look for the ratios between the cost of labor and the cost of materials. Um, it's something that uh, is pretty easy to, to look at as far as a, a measurement. Um, what else do you want me to say? It's, well, it's numbers. <laughs> oh, well, first, I want to say that if you have questions for Mayor Kastner or City Manager Dumichelle or Council Member Rachel Lord, you can call 235-7721, or you can email questions and comments to Kathleen at kbbi.org. And what I would like to pick up now is the budget is about to have its second reading which means it was submitted to the city council and council and committees have been going over it. 
uh, amendments are being made and it's changes third, are being made. It's actually made. our third second reading. It's we, the we, third we, second we, reading. Can you, can you give an, an overview of that? That's what I was asking you about. Y yes. Well, um, every, every ordinance requires two readings, and so it's introduced, and usually introduction of any ordinance is, is usually done in the consent agenda, and then the second reading in public hearing is held um, uh, prior to its passage. And uh, so every time we have a second reading, there's a public hearing associated with it. I do, I wanna say one thing about the budget is the budget is um, the implementation of council priorities and council policy. So what you're seeing in the expenditure, you know, is a direction to the administration as to how to pursue those priorities and, and, and policies. And um, so basically that's why things are, are fairly static as, as to how they're promulgating, you know, so, so much is going into uh, police and fire and water and roads and everything like that. So these, the, um, there always ha has to be a, a, a profound policy directive or priority um, associated with each thing in the budget. So I do want to bring Council Member Rachel Lord. Oh, she'd be terrific. I know, it's going to be great at this, uh, into this conversation because what, you can go anywhere you want in this discussion, but one of the things that I want to ask about is how uh, do, do members of the public, are they emailing you and talking about the budget? How much engagement do you experience? Hi, Kathleen, um, and thanks, and, and thanks, Mayor, for the vote of confidence. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, people, you know, what in my experience working through city budgets uh, since I've been on the council, it, um, you know, as the mayor said, there is a lot that's that's essentially, you know, it's status quo. The city provides um, expected services in terms of fire and police and road maintenance, um, the library planning department, you know, the finance department. We, you know, we have the general fund funds these these services to the public through the tax dollar revenue, and those are fairly stable. And I, I mean, that's one of you know my visions of functional government is it's you know it's a stable foundation that people can can build upon um when it comes to public engagement with the budget process i think it it often in my experience it, it comes down to if there are proposed cuts before i was on council you know in 2015 there was a lot of um pulling back in in the budget and a lot of community conversations at City Hall about what are our priorities and what services, um, how are we going to work through that? Um, this time around, we, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of engagement and community prioritization towards recreation, and I think you saw that at our last meeting where there were a number of amendments um, raised and passed to to increase the recreation funding, both in um, in capital and in in operations and staffing for recreation. Thanks. That is Councilmember Rachel Lord. I uh, I want to. When will this end? When does this budget become the adopted budget? So can someone uh, show me the light at the end of the tunnel? Uh, you know that that is up to the council. So <laughs> fair enough. The, I mean, I'm anticipating. I would be happy. Oh, oh go ahead, Rachel Lord. Sorry, because and, and I apologize to the listeners and to you all that I'm um, actually in Anchorage right now. So um, thanks for the opportunity to call in. Uh, you know, we, the the fiscal year, as was mentioned earlier, we changed the fiscal year. So our our 
budget what we have what we have authorized for spending ends june 30th so similar to the state's budget um and so july 1 we need to have a, a new uh, you know the operating budget in place to move forward the council has you know and rob and and his and the staff of the administration has you know set us up with a nice um, runway to be able to work with so we're not under the wire i think you know it's it's nice to have that operating budget in place um but we have we do have some time that is kind of the 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 drop deadline is is by then i in my mind and and rob i'm sure can correct me if i'm if i'm incorrect in that but i would anticipate in the next meeting or two um that we get that operating budget passed and then the capital budget um you know with a similar goal of that being the the timeline to move forward on with the fiscal year ending um june 30th thanks so much that's council member lord anybody want to add to that uh, i yeah I, I would confer with what uh, uh with what rachel said and uh and just for a little context i i feel like you're trying to ask earlier about the the beginning of the process a bit yes and, please and just so people understand like we're, we're in the home stretch right now you know we've got a a full budget we're we're doing amendments we're trying to get through the nitty-gritty of like actually approving it but we started talking about the the two-year budget last july you know so uh throughout that whole year uh you know i i started on the staff side talking with uh departments and and staff about you know uh what do you think you're going to need across the next couple of years is your budget cutting it right now like how you know are, are you meeting your mission how's that going you know because the to me, a big part of the budget is just its, its values, right, and, and council priorities. So, are we are we meeting the city's needs through through the budget? And so we kind of have more of a uh, almost, I guess, like a, a philosophical discussion, and then we move to to dollars later. And so later in the year, we start doing you know worksheets and things like that that turn into the budget that you see presented to council. Um, we extended that timeline. I mean, part of the nice thing of having a two year budget is we have more room to maneuver. Uh, so we spread that out. So uh, I sent the finance director on a world tour of committees and commissions. Uh, so we have six different places to drop in and talk. And so they went and talked to all those uh, committees and commissions about their questions, needs, preferences, what have you. Uh, we've had various public hearings along the way uh, that have just always been packed into the schedule. You know, just be like a, uh, a random like kind of checkpoint where it's like we just have an open piece and anyone can come and talk. Uh, we don't tend to get a ton of public comments on those, but they're, we make them available uh, throughout the year so people can get their, you know, three minutes on air. Um, and then, you know, a lot of that uh, feedback and, and the work that we do on the staff side turns into uh, the draft that I, I bring to count. And that's, that's like literally in my job description is to bring them, a, you know, that budget proposal. Uh, and then from there, it, it all belongs to the council. It's, you know, it's all their money. It's all their policy direction. It's all... Uh, wherever they need to go, but they at least know from you know my perspective what I, um, how I think we can meet their goals and their needs with the budget. What the departments are ready to do. Correct. Yeah. So it's time to move on to budget highlights. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to throw it to Mayor Kastner because I would like to hear some of the things that you may have uh, have to show people or talk about in terms of what's included in the budget. Well. Okay, so other than the 99% of the stuff that we all agree on and has to be done. Right. You know, so we get down to these um, hot topic uh, 
issues yeah, of, not, of spending the, the last one percent. Right, the things sure. that are not keeping the lights on and making sure people have salaries and and benefits. Right. Well, um, I, I I think probably that falls into a couple different categories. Um, one, as Rachel mentioned, uh, uh, recreation has become more um, uh, topical, and and some of the some of the things is that. We uh, have a whole bunch of recreational facilities, almost all of which have been built by volunteers. And so the city has never had a, a rec program other than what we support through the school district or what used to be community schools and is now um, you know, staffed by a Community a recreation. Right, community recreation. But uh, for example, uh, Jack Gist Park and, and Karen Hornaday Park are both now without r restrooms and um, it's, it's not great to have a, a park of those sizes and, and hosting as many people as they host, not having water and sewer um, and, and sanitary uh, facilities to them. So those two things are under the spotlight. And then a new rec center to replace the HERC or, or supplement the HERC are both things that are kind of in the offing, um, at least on a planning stage. But, you know, movement is being made, not, not just talk. The second thing, though, is um, uh, what we spend in the way of um, planning as opposed to fulfilling. And uh, what do you mean by that? Well, we have the, the city hall is full of of, of old plans and good ideas. <laughs> well, many of them are good, and, but most of them are unfulfilled. And and so there there needs to be a closer nexus to um, the the you know setting things in motion through a plan and getting them done. And um, what happens is, is that people say, well, we didn't get it done because it was the wrong plan, and then they rewrite a new plan. And these things are getting dreadfully expensive to, to do. So, um, but the, I think that those are kind of in the topics of discussion uh, about how much money we spend in planning and how much we spend on doing. Thanks, that's Mayor Ken Kastner. Uh, I want to go back to Rachel Lord and ask, you know, beyond recreation, are there are there other parts of the budget that you might like to highlight to make sure that people know a little more about? Sure, thanks, Kathleen. Um, and yeah, the, you know, as I think the mayor said, it, there is ninety some odd percent of the budget is really is really keeping the lights on. That being said, you know that that comes with you know staffing. Our personnel costs are are significant. Um, because that's those are the people who um, you know are are at the police station and are you know plowing the roads and um, doing all all of those services across the city. And so, you know, over the last couple of years, there's definitely been a lot of work to try to make sure that we are adequately staffed. Um, and I know that that Rob has and his team have been working really hard to to keep positions filled and to to make sure that we do have the staff where we can provide those public services um, and, and the council's role in that is really setting that within the budget. Um, I, I think that we do have, and I think it's a really important note too, when people, it's probably a bit, I don't know, weedy, but you know, the idea that the general fund is, is a distinct and separate, like totally firewalled from the utility, which is the water sewer and um, some portion of our, of our sales taxes go towards, um, you know, the HOSP, the water sewer fund. Um, and that is completely separate from 
the enterprise, the port, the harbor, and that is that is also maintained completely separately. So there is, you know, there's also a number of places in the budget where we're looking to put money aside to start um, providing match funds or or money that can go to um, to contribute to potential grant infrastructure grant awards that that we have applied for and, and we don't know we don't know what the outcomes of those will be but we're wanting to hedge our bets to make sure that we have some dollars that we're starting to put aside to be able to to match match those opportunities um, that's in the in the harbor that's um, in uh, the utility I believe and also within the general fund uh, we're looking to figure out how we can put money aside to start really um, making actual plans towards the HERC. And as the mayor talked about planning documents, you know, it's true, but it's not always that like things just don't get done. And I think about the 2015 um, HERC task force and they came out with a, a very robust report and told us, told the council or sorry, 2017, 2017 HERC task force, you know, told us like, this is, this is kind of the plan. This is what you need to do. And it's not for lack of doing, but it's for the the tremendous amount of challenges and the very real limitation of dollar funding um, that that has really made that a very slow process. Um, so you know, some of the plans, it's you know, like they sit on a shelf gathering dust, and others really are like we are working on it, and there's actually just like a lot of challenges. Um, to that makes it not be very nimble. That's government is not very nimble. Um, and I'm also a very firm believer that it, it's, that's probably for a good reason because we are dealing with the public's money. And so it is slow by design. Thanks, that's Council Member Lord. I've got a question that's come into Kathleen at kbbi.org. And that is, oh, get ready. <laughs> uh, how much of the increase in sales tax revenue is due to taxing of online sales through the 99603 mm -hmm. area code. Uh, yeah, so the... Uh, if we need a dance break while you gather that information, <laughs> we can No, he that. has the information okay, there at you his go. fingertips. <laughs> I do have it. Um, go for it. But just kind of talking off the cuff, the uh, online sales tax has actually been a, a pretty good program for us. It's, it's still building, so we're... We, we've got like roughly two years of experience with it at this point, and it's pretty much been growing the whole time. So that first year as we came online, it was maybe $200,000, $250,000 in total, not split out between General Fund, Hart Hosp, like Councilmember Lord was talking about. Uh, last year, uh, calendar year, the, the uh, before it was all split up, it was probably closer to uh, $750,000 to $800,000. Uh, so it's it's a it's a significant stream of income for us. Uh, like, like the mayor said earlier, property tax is four million dollars. So that that online sales tax is almost a quarter of uh, what we bring in there. Um, let's see, sales tax commission. So this is like terrible radio. Me trying to read and talk, but oh, that's I, I'll, all right. I'll, I'll get you a decent number in a minute. Here, that's okay but, because I can I can while you look for that. Uh, I want to go back to uh, Councilmember Lord and to Mayor Kastner because Councilmember Lord brought something up, um, and I'd like to get the discussion going about how fluid the budget is once it's enacted. Um, how much power does the council have to 
to decide on the fly how much they're like what they're going to add in in spending. Yeah, and I, you was, start, I was I was smiling Kastner? when when Rachel was saying yeah. that because that's not how it works. Um, this is uh, unfortunately the 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 process is completely fluid and. All, all during 2023, uh, the council appropriated money outside of budget, and um, it's something I complained about. Uh, so the, the council is, is welcome just through the ordinance process to uh, amend a budget or to appropriate outside the budget at any time they have, and they will continue to do that. It's a little bit reactionary. Um, and so, you know, saying that it's a slow process, when it, when it needs to be fast, it's fast. Okay, and uh, Councilmember Lord, I was I wonder if you want to talk a little bit about that in terms of how the budget moves and what your responsibilities are throughout enacting the budget over the over the two years once it's approved. Yeah, thanks, Kathleen. And and it is true, as the mayor said. I mean, the council has the authority, the power of the purse, if you will. You know, I mean, the council as a body can pass an ordinance at any time through the through the process with an introduction and a uh, second reading and public hearing and amend the budget. I, I believe that is good and necessary. Um, I, I don't, there's been a lot of talk lately about how bad it is to be spending off budget. And I don't fundamentally agree with that because we run a, the city is a large organization that, that is, has to be responsive. Um, and, and reactive in some ways. That being said, I think that we have been, we are still in great need of a larger financial context to be able to be making responsible financial decisions. And I think an example of that is earlier this winter, we had public works brought before the council a $40,000 request to purchase this ice um, chipper upper thing for the roads. And while that seemed like a great idea, I voted no because it didn't fit within, I didn't have before me what was gonna come off the list of needs um, or how this was gonna fit into the larger kind of fleet management plan for the public works um, stuff. And, and I lost that vote, we went ahead and we bought it and I'm sure it's great. Um, I certainly love the ice being chipped away off the big roads. Um, you know, off the roads that, that I drive on, it can be really brutal, especially in the late winter. Um, but I think that we really still, you know, we did a lot of work over the last few years, a lot of work to develop um, what I what I think is a really good and robust financial policy for the utility fund for water and sewer to help us better um, define and establish, you know, the rate setting policies that came out of the 2013 task force that worked on that and to, to really kind of establish what are our reserve funds, why do they exist, how should they, how should they exist, and, and all of these things. We've also been working on revising and updating, you know, some of our policies for the HOSP fund and the HART fund and things like that, which are the special dedicated sales tax streams. You know, and I think the mayor and I really are really very much aligned on, on the need to have similar financial policies and, and context for the general fund, as well as for the enterprise, so that we can and should be making off-budget financial decisions as necessary, and they should be um, made within a, a larger financial picture to make sure that we don't just keep spending money because it is finite in nature. 
Thanks, that's Council Member Lord. Uh, City Manager Du Michelle, do you want to uh, get back to that question of online sales tax? Uh, sure. So uh, for, and this is just the general fund cut. Uh, so remote sales tax will be, uh, we're forecasted at $435,000 in 24 and uh, 455 in 25. That's not nothing. Yeah, and, and so, and again, just remember there's uh, other places that sales tax goes. So stack that up. That's uh, probably going to get you closer to 750 to $800,000 in total, but this is the part that goes to the general fund. And is the fact that it's been on the rise because we track it better now or we're more involved with it or? No. Um, so it was, it was a pretty big undertaking to stand this up in the first place. So there's a, a statewide... It's the Alaska Remote Seller Sales Tax Commission. And so uh, we, we do get charged like a, a commission essentially to be part of that then. So that helps staff it and all the software and all the things that make that run. Uh, but they've been uh, working on behalf of the members to uh, basically get these online uh, sellers to participate in the program. So if you're, you know, if you live in Homer and you're shopping online, you'll notice, you know, certain people are charging sales tax and others aren't. Uh, and it's the, uh, the remote seller sales tax commission that's doing the outreach to get those people converted that aren't charging the sales tax they're supposed to for people here in the state of Alaska. And so that's part of the, the increase is more, more businesses joining. So, you know, as you add like a, a Home Depot or a Target or a, something like that, uh, that's a, a big chunk of sales that people are purchasing online here that ends up in the, uh, in the mix. Thanks. Mayor Kastner, you want to add to that? Well, I just want everybody to understand where the sales tax goes. Go for it. We pay 7.85% in sales tax. 3% of it goes to the borough to pay for schools. About 3%, 3.05% are available to the general fund. A basis point is one one hundredth of a percent, so 75 basis points goes into the uh, accelerated water and sewer program and 75 basis points get split between uh, heart roads and heart trails. Um, and then 30 basis points um, were, were passed uh, by the voters to pay the bond for the police station. So that's how, that's how we get to 7.85%. When the bond for the police station is um, fulfilled, <coughs> or then, then uh, that, three, uh, that 30 basis points will uh, drop off. Okay, now that leads me to, I'd like to move to ways that the budget has been changing, although from the beginning, from the first minute of this show, it's, I understand now that there is no normal right now, not for the last few years. Uh, well, but let's, yeah, let's just talk about why, why we shifted from, a, you know, a calendar year to a fiscal year. Go ahead. Well, it's because the borough and the state do it that way. That's number one. Number two, writing a budget over Thanksgiving and Christmas is just not all that productive. And we didn't, uh, you know, I, I, I thought the, the process as a, before I was mayor, I thought it was really, really difficult and I just didn't think it got the scrutiny. Um, having the council um, and, and, and the interaction with the administration has been way, way more involved doing a spring budget process than a, a fall budget process. So that was good. The two year budget just makes things a lot easier. I mean. It, uh, as I say, and as Rachel said, you know, it, get just given the the ability to constantly massage a budget, we we it's better to do it as a planning uh, tool to to lay out two years and um, and then have a two year capital budget that that's laid out. Um, 
ahead of time so that as the money becomes available, it can be um, spent. So here's a question to Kathleen at kbbi.org, and that is how many people are employed through this budget, and, and how close are we to full employment right now? Uh, so the, uh, the, the city on a, like a, a regular full-time employee basis uh, should be at about uh, 113 uh, total employees. Uh, that's, the, that's Port and Harbor, yeah, that's City, Port and Harbor, so that's Water, water Sewer, sewer that's, General Fund. Uh, in the summertime when we have a lot of seasonals on, we probably have, I'd, I'd guess, 135 people pulling some kind of a paycheck. You know, so we have uh, people who work for a few months at a time out in the harbor or in parks or, or things like that to help keep us uh, running through the summer. Um, and I noticed there are some things going off that going off budget this year, although correct me because th this was my, you know, every other year or so I read a budget and mm. so I'm not, I'm not as practiced, but maintenance for the old police station has gone off budget now. Uh, there's, there's probably a, a little bit still in here. There's, um, I, I think we have like a line item instead of a page for it at this point, but we're talking just a few thousand dollars instead of what it used to be when that was a fully operating building. Uh, and similar for the Herc, uh, we're hopefully going to, you know, remove one of those buildings, and so that's going to decrease our utility cost, and so that's dropping from, you know, sixty to forty thousand dollars a year. And what is the plan for the old police station? Uh, so council passed a resolution some years ago that uh, basically gave that to the the fire department to use for their needs, uh, and so uh, they use it for for training and uh, things of that nature. It's uh, I mean, to be fair, it's, it's a relatively rough building. You know, I, I get a lot of requests for people who want to find other ways to use it or reuse it, but it's, um, it's definitely at the, at the end of life, and so we're making the best use we can of it right now. Uh, but in the, um, the long run, that's definitely a, a parcel that will need some uh, redevelopment. And here's a question to Kathleen at kbbi.org. I'll tell you, you can also call in to 235-7721 if you want, or email any questions or comments. And uh, that is, um, oh, I had it. I wrote it down. Oh, where, where is the budget growing right now? Where is it really leaping forward mm -hmm. instead of, uh, for instance, I just want to say I could use a weekend retreat to really fully grasp the Port and Harbor and all of its various mm -hmm. pages in the budget. Uh, but where is the budget growing right now? So I would say, generally speaking, um, most of the growth is really just, you know, inflation. Uh, so fair mo enough. <laughs> most most departments, you know, they increase maybe seven to eight percent, which really tracks with you know inflation and other things that are happening. Uh, but some spots that are seeing a little more growth, uh, IT. Uh, so that's probably increasing about twenty five percent over previous years. And that's one of those parts of the city that is very under the radar, but hugely important to us being able to operate a city at all. Uh, and we have a very spread out, a very complex uh, set of systems and networks. Uh, and so there's a lot of concerns from, you know, just operations to cybersecurity to just making sure the phones work. So uh, so if you look in the budget, you'll see a, uh, some growth there. Uh, there's some... Uh, 
growth related to the animal shelter. We increased, or at least the budget drafting increases funding there. That's that's an area where again, like just costs have like really skyrocketed for people in that industry, uh, and uh, we need to kind of rebalance our relationship with uh, our contractor that runs that for us. Um, let's see the out at the out of the harbor. We are adding some uh, positions or requ- you know requesting some positions. So, you know, as, as things are spinning up, we've got, uh, you know, harbor expansion, all these other things on the horizon. So we're just trying to build our capacity as, as we go. So Right, you have to be ready for it when it happens. Yeah, and, and I mean, some of it's administrative. Some of it's, you know, just make sure we have enough janitors to clean all these restrooms. Like, it's a, a really uh, kind of big picture sort of thing. So we're, um, at you know, adding two positions like that and... So there's kind of like the highlight. I mean, it, well, it, I have it, a little highlight yeah. that I pulled out, just a nuts and bolts thing, because I want to illuminate how maintenance and upgrades are important to the budget, how you can't just put things in mm-hmm. and not work down the line, which is city water meters mm-hmm. are going to be replaced. I, um, I only know this because I read it in the budget uh, over the next three years and that they are 18 years old right now. And they should and the the timeline is about 10 years old before you start replacing them. Uh, so I would like to, uh, I'd like to hear from you about how much of this is just maintaining, like what, how, in terms of your planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So like with the water meters, that's, um, that, that's definitely like a, a smart planning thing from a public works department. Those uh, meters that people have in their houses, like you said, it's, it's about 10 years, they start becoming less effective. Um, and so I actually just had this done at my house recently. Uh, so you know, Ralph from Public Works will give you a call and try to find a time to come to your house. Uh, he's in and out in 10 minutes. Uh, and uh, that meter is replaced for free. So that's not like a charge. You're not getting hit for, for that. That's that's part of the just the budget, the service that's provided. Thank you for bringing that up because yeah. that's why it's important to write it into the budget. Yeah, yeah. And, and water meters, too, are interesting because, you know, we, um, we bring them in through inventory and then they don't actually show up in the budget until they're put into the field. So if we if we oh. buy a whole bunch of them and then people don't let us into their houses to change them, they don't through accounting mechanisms they don't show up as like spent in the budget. So that's that's a big thing for us too. So I, I know like I was a problem. I'm really hard to schedule something in my house because uh, I've got this job and no one else lives in my house. And so it, it took a while to coordinate that. But if if you're getting calls from Public Works, I'd I'd really encourage you to uh, do your best to get them in as soon as you can because it really it just it helps a lot in us getting that done for the public. Uh, but it's also great for the budget. So, Mayor Kastner, you have a list there. Do you have any more budget highlights for us? I have a list. No, I have a couple of things here. Well, I have I have our ahead. visioning session, which I, w- I want to touch back on. Go for it. Um, you know, we, we keep hearing from the state of Alaska how we need to have a long-term fiscal plan. And coming out of the visioning se- session a year ago, our number one priority was to kind of come up with a fiscal plan on how everything fits together. And that would be like a, some sort of a charter on how we spend money in the long term. And th- that may provide some additional constraints or requirements to be fulfilled rather than um, acting kind of almost whimsically. And I, I don't want to use that word lightly. But some of, some of these things are, they only seem important because they were important on that day. But given, given the importance over the, the course of a two-year budget, how important are they really? And um, uh, so I, I would like to see just more of a general planning document for 
uh, the city, and that ties that ties the budgets together with the audits and and ties um, uh, you know our income uh, allocations um, uh, maybe a little bit tighter or um, in, as far as what can be expensed out of those sorts of deals, but um, we just haven't done a very good job, and it's hard to do because. Uh, well, to some it's hard to do, but it's just an information sort of a thing. And the, the, the city council is only going to be as smart as, as what information they have to work with, and they need to have really accurate information. Our ordinances require, um, you know, very, very strict accounting, and some of those things have just kind of lapsed over time. So fiscally, I'd, I'd like to see some improvements which would just maybe lead to a, a, a little bit more transparency and, and uh, uh, reg regimented control. I mean, over developing a long-term fiscal plan well, would do that. Yeah, it's, it, it, mostly it's an accounting mechanism, though. It's, if, you can, if you have the ability yeah, to look back... Yeah, what would that back, entail? Because right. I, I have to, I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit because uh, I know it's a different discussion, but... I, I know you're not uh, highly in favor of getting together for more work on a comprehensive plan. <laughs> Why is this different, and what would it entail? Well, it would only have to be done once. And, okay. and, 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 and some people object to the word siloing, but when you oh, have... Oh, use your words. Come well, on. I mean, you know, <laughs> when, when you have a dedicated fund like Hart and Hosp, um, uh, those, are, those are big funds, and... So how are you going to um, expend the monies that come into those funds? Uh, each of those funds have a um, have their own plan, and uh, but comprehensively, um, we have never really sat down and talked about like the the new revenue stream that's coming in from out of out of area sales. At one point, I'd suggested that that could be hypothecated a different way. Um, you know, in order to it, uh, because it was all new money. Now it's become absorbed money. And once it becomes absorbed into the budget, your options are have been made for you. You kind of can't turn back? Well, it's hard, <laughs> well, it's hard to. to. It's turn hard back. to, yeah. yeah. It's hard to. And so when you have found money, you know, how do, how do you spend it? And you don't end up spending it as wisely as you do with the money that um, has a taxpayer yapping at you about, about things. So... Uh, the fiscal plan, though, I think is, is something that I'd like to see um, achieved while I'm still mayor. Well, Councilmember Lord, I want to bring you into this because I have a feeling you'd love a fiscal, a long-term <laughs> fiscal plan. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kathleen. And I, I think that, um, you know, I don't know, it's, and I think it's a little challenging when we, when we use the same terminology that, like, they're throwing around in the legislature for the state. Um, because the city and the state are very, very different. The state doesn't have, we as citizens of the state of Alaska are not tied to the state services we receive. We do not pay, most of us, do not pay any taxes um, for the services of state troopers or state DOT um, or any of those sort of services, fish and game. Um, and that's really different on the municipal level. On the municipal level, our citizens of the city of Homer are tied directly, each one of us is tied directly to the services being, um, being done through uh, taxation and in, in terms of, of uh, property taxes and sales taxes. So we have, unlike the state, the city of Homer, just like many municipalities, we have revenue streams and we have, um, expenditures and then we have these different pots of money and so 
when I think about what a, you know, a quote unquote financial plan looks like for the city, I really, I would look to um, what the, what we've done for the utility in terms of really defining and outlining and coming to an agreement upon what we mean when we say different things. Um, and I think, you know, the mayor's suggestion about dedicating, a, you know, additional dedication of funds, and that's an interest, you know, we do have of voter approved dedicated funds like Hart and HOSP um, in terms of self-dedicating within the council, binding future councils. Like, I think there's a lot of super interesting stuff to consider there. Um, and I and I do, I, I agree wholeheartedly and would like to see us uh, move forward. And maybe, maybe Mayor, that's something you and I can, can start churning the wheels on. Um, well, would that require a council member to introduce or the mayor to introduce an ordinance or to create? Um, well, when we when we did the utility financial plan, we did, there were a lot of questions about rate setting and where we were in terms of our operating reserve, where we were in terms of the capital reserve and things like that. We did hire um, a contractor who works with utilities and was well-versed in that um, to help analyze all of our numbers and to look at what we've been doing and to draft up financial policies for us. Um, so, I, you know, it, running the city is is I think most successfully done if it's a if it's a good partnership between the elected officials, appointed commissioners, and and the city administration and the, and the public. Um, so, really, it would be you know starting to move that forward. Thanks. That's Councilmember Rachel Lord. It's it's about time for last call for questions to Kathleen at kbbi.org or 907-235-7721. Thanks to everybody who uh, called who emailed in with your questions. But I do want to go around one more time. My first uh, question is, can we contemporize this for a minute? What happens at the next meeting next Monday? What can we expect in terms of budget progress? Uh, sure, I'll, I'll I'll take a stab at that. Uh, That's City Manager Rob Dumichelle. So there's uh, there's two ordinances out there, uh, one for the capital budget, one for the operating budget. Uh, both are up for a public hearing, and both could be approved by council at that meeting. Uh, you mean it could be it could be over? Mayor Kasner is shaking well, his head, but you go, and then we'll bring in Mayor Kasner. I, I had more words to say. Oh, I'm but, sorry. <laughs> I get I get that my, note a lot. My, my expectation is that. Um, uh, we'll continue to talk through some uh, some concepts, amendments, that sort of thing, uh, and I, I would not be shocked if uh, both were postponed for one more meeting before they made a final decision. Uh, and as was mentioned earlier in the um, uh, in the session here, uh, the, the way this was scheduled, uh, we got it to council very early, so they would have a lot of time at the dais to have these discussions and do this kind of work without being. Uh, you know, up to the up to the wire and getting it done before the uh, fiscal year ended. Thanks so much, Mayor Kastner. Can I bring you into this in terms sure. of what's going to happen at the next meeting? And <laughs> I, I don't want you think to think that the council's dragging its feet. But like I say, every one of these new second readings is another chance for people to come in and address the council. So my I would anticipate that. Um, the uh, operating budget will be passed in the first meeting in June, so there'll be two more opportunities to talk about the oper operating budget. I, that's my anticipation. And the capital budget may wait until the last meeting in June um, 
but only because um, th that's a big budget, and and that and that really is um, you know the the expenditures on on long term sorts of things, and and I, I that's just my anticipation, but. We'll have budgets passed within within the requisite time period, and as Rob says, um, it, it was great to get the process started early. And uh, I think that every meeting that the council spends talking about this and everything kind of focuses, uh, refocuses them, them on priorities and, and wishes and dreams. And hopefully, we get um, members of the public coming in. Uh, and just kind of endorsing the pro uh, the process or, or whatever, but there's a lot of process here. Okay, that's Mayor Ken Kastner. How about Council Member Rachel Lord, in terms of looking ahead just for the next week? What's what's your responsibility in this for the next like week or two? Yeah, thanks, Kathleen. Um, you know, I think just like what Rob and Ken just said, you know, in terms of we'll continue moving forward. I do think that. Um, you know, the council is, you know, we're all working hard and, and in a good position. Like there's no, if, if anyone's like worried because you're paying attention to the state, you don't have to worry. Like the city's going to have a, you know, we'll have a really good solid budget and I don't have any heartburn about uh, dragging it out a little bit to make sure that we have, you know, one of the big things that, that was, that came up for me at our last meeting was that anytime amendments are made there has to be a recalibration because you know we can't just keep adding to the budget at some point we actually run out of money um and we we do have to pass a balanced budget and um so what that looks like is is really important um and so those conversations will be continuing and i guess i would just encourage anyone who is interested to look at it. I think that the capital budget is really, um, it's hard because it's all the same pot of money. Like we don't have like a, there's not a separate pot necessarily. There are a few little dedicated funds, but which are large, but um, they do all kind of tie together. Um, but within the capital, you can actually find some like, like big projects that are the really, you know, they're the things that often people see more than, um, you know, staffing or planning or things like that. But, um, one of the things that I'm really excited about is a Ben Walters sidewalk construction that is currently in the capital budget and I'm really supportive and enthusiastic about. Um, but yeah, and I would just encourage folks if anyone has questions, um, you know, I'm always happy to, to sit down and, and talk through uh, weedy details or high level, high level broad brushstroke questions about how, how it all works and what's going on. Yeah, I find like, I find the council is really responsive and they're easy to get hold of City of Homer website, when you go through city clerk to get to city council, you can see email addresses and I think even phone numbers for uh, contacting people if you want to engage on this. But do, do check it out um, under the finance department. Check out the budget statements on the financial policies, on the difference between the two budgets, so that, uh, because it really helped me in this conversation today, I'll tell you that much. I do want to go around for final comments for everyone, and then I want to bring up a little bit of city business that's outside of the budget. But um, city manager, Rob Dumichel, thanks for being here. Is there anything on your list that we really didn't address or that you'd just like to bring up? Um. I'm good. I feel like we had a, a pretty nice wide-ranging discussion here. And uh, and like you said, if, if people have 
questions or comments or whatnot, uh, you know, reach out to a council member, or send me an email, or we'll, we'll help you figure it out. Okay, then we're going off trail before I move along, because the charrette, does it start today at noon? Uh, correct. So, so can you tell 1230. 1230. Can you tell people what that is? Just a little city business for people to get involved with in terms of Port and Harbor. Uh, go ahead. Uh, sure. So the, uh, the Army Corps of Engineers is part of the uh, general uh, investigation for a, a harbor expansion is here uh, today through Friday. And they're doing a series of uh, uh, open to the public uh, meetings and charrettes. So uh, today they're meeting from 1230 to 430. Uh, tomorrow, there's meetings you can go to from 1.30 to 5 p.m., and then Friday from uh, 9 to 12.30, and then uh, another bit from 2 to 3. Uh, if you go to homerharborexpansion.com, uh, all that information's there. You can download various documents related to the, the study um, and you know submit questions and, and things of that nature. But that's uh, getting going today, 12.30, and that's going to be at Islands and Oceans. Great. And so, Mayor Kastner, is there anything you'd like to say to wrap up a discussion on the budget or a bit of city culture to add to uh, add to that, things that are going on that you might want to highlight? No, I, you know, this is all about money, and uh, money is the lubricant for making the, the, the whole deal work. So, um, uh, you know, you can you can over over lubricate something or you can under lubricate something. This but is a fun metaphor. Well, no, I'm. It's, it's a serious metaphor though because it 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 is the lubrication. It's what of, makes the machinery move. Right. And, Fair enough. Um, and so, uh, uh, I think that we're in fairly good balance. Um, like I say, right when I became mayor, I I kind of looked at what are we spending in 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 staff and what are we spending in stuff and and those things seem to be in balance and so. Um, I've never really worried all that much about that. It's just, uh, are we getting the things that the people are demanding um, done? Thank you. Thanks. That's Mayor Ken Kastner. How about Councilmember Rachel Lord? Is there anything that you'd like to, like if there was anything that you thought you might be asked about today, but you weren't, or anything you want to point to? No, thanks, Kathleen. Um, and I really appreciate the opportunity and, and your time and, and Rob and, and Mayor too. Um, no, I think that the, I would just, it is all about the numbers as mayor said, however, it also is a place I, it's hard to, it can be difficult to understand what the city budget is and how to understand it. If you don't, it, it's a great place to go and learn and understand what actually the city does and doesn't do, because if it's in the budget, it's something we do. If it's not in the budget, the city doesn't do it. Um, you know, we have a lot of overlapping jurisdictions with, with the borough and with the state and kind of where do our sales tax dollars go? And importantly, also, where do they not go? It's a really valuable place to kind of look and understand what the scope uh, of, of city services is currently. And that is driven by the, by the will of the people through, you know, through councils over the years and, and into the future. And I would just say a quick, a really quick place to look um, really is starting with that the budget message the budget narrative from the city manager is, is always kind of where i like to start with the budget just to kind of get what the administration is feeling like the overall fiscal picture is what the big highlights are um and then from there you can kind of really dig into the details um so that's just that's that and otherwise just thanks thanks so much that's council member rachel lord homer city council the next meeting of the homer city council is next monday at 6 p.m. at Coles Council Chambers on the downhill side of City Hall. You can hear it live here on KBBI and K201AO Seward. 
And let's see. I have See You at the Charette at Islands and Ocean starting at 1230 today. And check out the City of Homer website for more information on the budget. Drop down from the department's menu and go to finance and it's all there for you. I'll be back in just a moment with the weather. I'm Kathleen Gustafson. This has been The Coffee Table. And thanks to guests, Homer Mayor Ken Kastner, Homer City Manager Rob Dumichel, and Homer City Council Member Rachel Lord. <laughs>